Security can be a lonely, lonely business. But once in a while, two players find each other and they make it happen. Here at Pwned, we want to help them to understand, is it right or is it just wrong? Welcome to Right Swipes. All right, Jack, we got some uh, acquisition news. Loving it. We should go through and should do a little swiping. Ah, nothing like a good swipe. <laughs> All right. So the swipe on the table is CrowdStrike acquires Repository. CrowdSwipe. <laughs> it's excellent. Right, swiping for Repository. Or at least CrowdStrike is. They announced the news this week at Balcon event. Bell.con. <laughs> and uh, seems to be uh, dominating the headlines, at least for five or ten minutes here. There you go. What do you think about it? Well, part of the Val.con event like agenda was focused on the release of the new XDR stuff, right? And then they also were talking a lot about Humio's role, right? Expanding them beyond the traditional endpoint place they find themselves assigned to. So I'm guessing it's all this is because there hasn't been a ton of reporting out on the reasons for it. But the it looks as though Repository is asset inventory. They call the space EASM, Enterprise Attack Surface Management, I guess. But basically it's doing asset inventory and then vulnerability checks to figure out if you've got vulnerable things out there that you're not really aware of. It would make sense to me if the reason why CrowdStrike looked across the bar and decided that this was the perfect made for the evening was they're going to use some of the capabilities inside of Repository to both uh, identify opportunities for more traditional CrowdStrike protection on systems that may be you know, not in the, the headspace that the companies are already dealing with, you know, blind spots. Or uh, they're thinking about Repository as a way to make Humio a more comprehensive platform gathering telemetry for more stuff by being able to look at it. Because we know that source of truth, like in terms of asset inventory, has been uh, a really, really difficult problem for everybody for just about ever. Really, really hard, especially these dynamic times. So I think that's probably what's going on. How do I feel about it? I don't really know yet. These companies are at such different places in their lifespan, right? Repository has been around for a few years, it looks like. They've only taken a seed round. They're probably doing pretty much okay. Um, I don't know what their scale is. It will be interesting to see, and I'm sure the team at CrowdStrike did their, their analysis, but it'll be interesting to see how ready Repository is for the massive stage that a CrowdStrike acquisition will put them on. Hmm. I agree with your characterization of it. You mentioned you're on Crunchbase. Did you see how many dollars they've actually collected as part of a seed? Eight and a half. So, well, I guess that's a pretty sizable seed round. Right. It's a decent seed, yeah. 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 I mean, it's not like it's not a small seed. No. Not a giant seed either. It's more more of like an acorn. Maybe something a little bit bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems as though it's um it's it's, <laughs> uh, it's like a coconut. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It looks like it's part of that still growing cybersecurity body of smart people that exists over in Israel, right? Spinning up good cybersecurity companies. Uh, it looks like one of their major investors called Jewel uh, does that sort of for a living coming out of New York, but helps to invest in and accelerate the progress uh, of companies coming out of Israel who are working in the cybersecurity space. So that makes sense. 
And the other is called First Raise, which I hadn't heard of before. Uh, but it looks like they're another sort of micro fund that's moving stuff out. So kind of interesting. So your thought, if you're a forecasting guy, is that this would be used to fuel other existing capabilities and technology sets within the CrowdStrike platform. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's that, that's my guess, Justin, because if I think about it as anything more than that, I don't know what actually they bring to the party. It'll be meaningful. You know, it, it appears that they do some of that broad, do you know all of your domains kind of work that you'll see in things coming out of like a security scorecard, right? Where they'll do an, a, a domain search, try to understand everything that's associated with what you got. Um, I haven't read enough about them uh, over time. They haven't been around long enough to have made a real splash to understand if they've got some groundbreaking way to be able to better identify real systems versus systems on shared nodes versus the rest of it. You know, that can sometimes be the devil in the details for asset inventory. Um, if they have got it right, and I think, you know, the George and the team at CrowdStrike are a pretty savvy technical group, something to get it right, then maybe this is a way they leapfrog, you know, because that's what customers want, right? Customers want to know how am I actually doing? And one of the biggest challenges they have is maintaining a sense of awareness of what systems where and what kind of shape are they in. So assuming it all works, it might be all right. It, you know, the thing I have, the, the concern I have is, are they ready for the dance, right? Have they been rung out enough to, to know if they're ready for the dance or is CrowdStrike going to apply their sizable resources um, to, to clean them up, harden them up and make them appropriate for the scale they're going to see at CrowdStrike? Yeah. So if this goes how you think it's going to go, who do they CrowdStrike now? Who's their newest competitor with this fold-in acquisition? Well, you know, if they're, if they're using this as a way to make Humio bigger, better, different, right, then I think it's, a, it's probably targeted Splunk in some ways, right, to, to create a more and better informed SIM platform. Um, you know, we've talked in the past about the fact that CrowdStrike's got pretty smart folks who do analytics. They, they started off doing that on the endpoint. And so if they could combine their analytic capability with Humio, which appears to be pretty scalable, uh, even if it's not in broad adoption yet, and now they've got a way to tool in and an identifier of all the systems that should be covered, it strikes me that they're going straight after the SIM market. And so if that's, if that's where they're going, if this is a way to inform the market that they're coming with a different approach to handling some of the complexities that we find that have sort of thwarted you know, full success and satisfaction of the SIM marketplace. I imagine it means they're coming after the Splunkers and the Q radars and, you know, the more established SIMs. Yeah, I can see that. I would also speculate that with the introduction of this done correctly, you also go after the bit sites and the security scorecards of the world as well, right? Because to me, and this is this is just my speculation, like the proposal on the table would be security scorecard, bit site, live in a world where they are doing opportunistic scanning against exterior infrastructure, exterior facing infrastructure, edge facing infrastructure in that opportunistic way that is an indication of a posture at best. Like it doesn't actually f reflect any sense of true reality on a consistent basis, right? It's, it's basically just taking what's in public DNS, scanning it and trying to 
make an assertion as to whether that target organization is or is not secure, right? So it's uh, there's no guarantees to it. There's no there's no validity to it other than an assumption or a data point that you're trying to make an assertion about or a data point that drives you to make a certain assertion. And this done correctly, I think kind of flips that model on his head is now saying um, in the true scorecard view of the world, now we can tell with certainty what the asset inventory is, the posture of any said asset at any given time, and then creating that roll up dashboard that basically gives you a posture score that Repositifies known for. It's kind of interesting now that I've seen the market evolve over the last couple of years, thinking about what for Scout could have been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just interesting. I feel like the market that Forescout was trying to get into is now becoming realized. And maybe Forescout was uh, was a little bit early at the time. But I think, um, is Forescout part of Toma Bravo? Um, I don't know where they ended up. I know they're still running around. Yeah, I know. I'm going to look it up real quick when we talk. But um, one of the things with um, Forescout, which I think they can never figure out, is they could never get away from the appliance-based asset inventory. Hmm. Yeah, so I think what Forescout struggle with is they're always appliance-based, so they obviously struggle to capture any cloud assets where seemingly Repository-type solutions and new attack surface management tools seem to have captured is they've seemed to acknowledge and have been able to capture hybrid architectures. I like what you said, and so it, it just got my mind working the comparison to what's done by BitSight and by uh, Security Scorecard. Uh, because that inside out has always been sort of the Achilles heel of those technologies, right? They could give you that picture on the outside. And because of what CrowdStrike does organically, right? Their whole company is about what's going on on the inside. They can actually get through that. And so I was starting to think about the other things that you see in a scorecard report or bit site report. And some of it's going to be, hey, there are bad credentials someplace. Is this organization or systems from this organization being mentioned on the dark web? You know, all that stuff. And so I did a little quick, let me Google that for you. And I didn't realize that in 2021, CrowdStrike had announced Falcon Recon, which is basically dark web monitoring, credential, blah, blah, all of it. So if I sew together Recon with the Repository stuff for asset inventory and the look on the outside with the internal stuff that CrowdStrike's already famous for, we throw all that data inside of Humio. Suddenly, not only do I have what you were describing, which is the security ratings card, you know, that you're looking for, but it also is giving you continuous access to it. Like if you talk about Forescale, right? One of their things was continuous compliance, all the rest. And so you could conceivably, if everything worked out correctly, put these things together to have the first continuous management monitoring platform of all the things that go into a scorecard from inside in, from outside. If they can crack that nut, if all these pieces come together in the right way, yeah, that'd be pretty powerful. I think, I think that's, a, that's a really good insight because I hadn't thought about it from a scorecard and ratings perspective. But being able to create that, I think that's a big deal. Yeah, so I think we take the Humio angle, right? So they bought Humio. Attack surface management would give you the inventory of assets to be ingested into Humio for the purposes of uh, monitoring and investigation. There's also an opportunity for the security scorecard pieces. My first read on it, like, it's interesting. Like, even if you just take those two things, it's it's interesting to me to kind of noodle about. They've now created new competitors on two fronts. <laughs> right? 
Um, maybe, I mean, if, if there's someone that's going to pull it off, it's going to, it's either going to be CrowdStrike or it's going to be someone like Apollo Alto. Yeah. I mean, as, as a swipe, I, I, I gotta tell you, I mean, I hate to, hate to give it away so early, but as a swipe, I really like it. And I like it because it isn't, you know, stumbling, shambling, big company buys other source of revenue that's been around for a while and is kind of in the fade. Yay. Let's bring them together. You know, this is. CrowdStrike being CrowdStrike and picking up a really, really young company that must have inside and under the covers a tech that's interesting to do some pretty breakthrough stuff. They didn't pick a larger company with massive market share and the rest of it simply to pad the revenues and get some inorganic growth into the company. It looks like they bought it with a purpose and whether it's the one we were just talking about or something else. As a swipe, I think it just looks a lot more thoughtful. I don't think you know you dig that far you know into the bin of potential candidates to pull something out unless a you know it's got something pretty special and b you know exactly where you're going to put it because they're not picking it up for inorganic revenue growth because it's like five guys and a dog <laughs> and it's a it's a very nice dog very nice dog <laughs> yeah very well behaved so you are you are swiping right I am. I'm swiping right because I like the fairy tale you and I have put together around why they're doing it, <laughs> right? So, I definitely, I definitely can see the happily ever after moment. So that's one of the reasons. And the other reason is just as we were talking, I was just thinking about is it, like it, it appears to me to be a very thoughtful acquisition because there is n of these smaller companies around who, who've only taken a single round and they've got something kind of interesting. And the fact they picked this one and there is a, a fairy tale we can weave around it. I like the process that feels like went forth to, to have George and the gang pick it up. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a hearty right swipe uh, on this. I'm gonna, and we'll see if I'm just horribly wrong or not. How about you? Um, I don't know on this one. Is it possible to make a no swipe? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can, you can be a mid swipe. I can wait till tomorrow night and see if, if they're back at the bar again. Yeah, you can definitely do that. Yeah. Here's my thing. Like, it's interesting to me, like what could be. And if this was their only acquisition they've made, I think I'd be a little bit more excited about it. But they have a lot going on right now. And there's again, like, I don't know what like their inside operations are and how they operate and whether they can like the crowd strike snake can choose to consume like another mammal right i struggle to see them successfully adopting this in the way like we've talked about it and like just like reversing the clock back to when the humio acquisition occurred i was of the position then and i'm still of the position now that doing log management at scale is super duper hard mm mm-hmm. And I feel like there's this lack of consideration for how hard that actually is. And especially to do it at scale in a turnkey way that they've made their endpoint agent be, right? So today, like the Falcon agent, their endpoint agent, turnkey, install it, it works. Automatically starts phoning home. Log management, Humio is not that. And in order to realize something like a Repository, you fundamentally have to be good at asset ingest and normalization. And if some, someone's going to do it, it's CrowdStrike. Like, I feel confident they can pull it off. It's just really hard to do. And based on all of the other acquisitions they've made, I would be of the position like, hey, like, why don't you make the acquisitions you've already made 
like great, make those actually work and actually be competitive in the marketplace before you go like adding on more stuff to it. And with it too, I, I think they're starting to create competitors on multiple fronts. So instead of like fighting the, the endpoint battle and defending against endpoint competitors, they are now becoming competitors with basically everybody. They're picking a fight with everybody, which might be totally in, inconsequential to them. But uh, I think because of all of those reasons, like it's not a bad move. Like I like the opportunity that it could propose. I'm not really a white right swipe because I feel like you're just going to end up paying child support in the morning. <laughs> Interesting. Hey, let, let me ask you a question. I mean, ordinarily we let it end on that, the conclusion note, but do you think there's a chance that as they were working on the Humio stuff, right, as they were coming to this rollout with XDR at foul.com, they're doing all this work through the course of 2022 and they're like, holy shit, we really only understand endpoint very well. And they're like, how do we get other sources of information in here? Oh, let's go get to firewalls. Now Palo thinks they're doing this on their own, right? And Cisco's got their own stuff and everybody's doing their own stuff. Okay, okay, we're not going to do that then. But how are we going to get this information? And maybe they needed to pick up this latest member of the gang. They needed to pick up yet another partner uh, into the family because they realized they needed to do something that would give them insight into other sources of telemetry because they didn't feel comfortable you know, getting it in any other way because they're positioning themselves as a platform. They've got this whole CrowdStrike Falcon platform now, which is one, two, three, four, five, six levels deep, you know, and very broad, all the different things that they're trying to do. And I'm wondering if the timing of this announcement, aside from it being obviously a good a good time press-wise to do it during Fal.com, but did it arise, did the need arise because of the fact they couldn't fill up Humio without having a piece of technology that helped them in a different way? Yeah, even with this technology, I don't think you're going to fill Humio in the way that you want to. Hmm. Here's the thing, right? Like when you talk about attack surface management, that's awesome for like static assets, right? And things that have more of a like a persistent address. Mm -hmm. When you get into the world of like microservices, like true comprehensive attack surface management, CrowdStrike falls on his face all day long. Not to a fault of CrowdStrike, it's just not how their endpoint and how they've built to date. That's just not their architecture, right? And if in the world of, of microservices, right? And you think about like, let's, let's just start with like endpoint protection for microservices. CrowdStrike claims they can do this stuff, but when you actually compare them to say a Carbon Black and what VMware did with Carbon Black, Carbon Black is like baked into the hypervisor, like it's part of the kernel, right? So the moment the system initializes, like that thing's running. Whereas like traditional endpoints who have agents that aren't native as part of the operating system, they take some time to initialize, get an address, phone home, collect what they need to collect, uh, make sure they're licensed correctly. But in the meanwhile, like in a microservices world, that thing could already be sh shut back down again. And so not to say like one approach is better than the other, like they're just different and they just have different needs. And so I guess my point is saying like, there's some gaps in being the best within the market for that one technology or capability. But it seems like we've entered into a world of a little bit of like false representation as to like what the capabilities really are. And in the course of trying to grab the next thing, we're also kind of getting further away from like what your core mission and like intent was. And so I think as they start to expand and stretch, I think there's gaps starting to emerge in how these things can be delivered in a truly comprehensive way that doesn't falsely represent the capability of what your platform actually is. And the world I see like CrowdStrike going into is like, 
I 100% agree and acknowledge that they're a platform and they're choosing to be more endpoint. Good on them. Solid move. I applaud it. But they're starting to be more like Palo-esque to me, right? And saying like CrowdStrike is to endpoint like Palo Alto is to firewalls. And while Palo Alto is like great at a whole bunch of things, like when you think of Palo Alto, you really think of firewalls, right? And while Palo Alto does a whole bunch of other stuff, like there's not a lot of people that take that really seriously. Like they offer traps, but when you look at like traps compared to the market, like you would agree that the market does that thing better, right? You would go someplace else for that. But anyway, there's like business strategies around all that, right? But if I'm in the endpoint space at this point and I was competing with CrowdStrike at this point, like myself, like I really don't even consider CrowdStrike a competitor anymore. I am doubling down, focused on endpoint, displacing displacing CrowdStrike. And the fact if I can displace CrowdStrike on the endpoint with a superior offering, because that's what I'm singularly focused on, you threaten the whole market penetration of the platform itself. So coming back, am I like right or left on the swipe? I am, for all of those reasons, like I'm center. Like I don't- You feel like you're sliding left. It feels like you're becoming less and less enamored of this, this love match as the conversation goes on. Because I hear what you're saying and you're sort of saying like, you know, this may feel like a swipe, but it feels more like they're wandering <laughs> right, that they may already have, they may already be in a committed relationship with Endpoint, and this may be leading them down a path they shouldn't necessarily go because the you know the home fires are still burning. But that would that would call out the whole Humio. That would call out everything that they've been doing. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, I don't know. Let me just ask you this. So, like, I'm just gonna line up the shots and say a whole bunch of pitted despair words. So, <laughs> Holly, you can keep inventory. So, you start with EDR. We now move into MDR. Because now they're, you know, they're doing the managed services thing. They now have the, I'm using air quotes my finger, overwatch capability. They do Falcon Complete. So now they're in MDR. Now that they go into XDR, so that's, so I'm now two shots in. So now they're EDR, MDR, XDR. They're now Enterprise Attack Surface Management. They bought Preempt. So now they're also identity. I think to me, what all this is, is like, it's a little bit of an identity crisis. And for them, and actually for Gartner, if Gartner's listening, by the way, it's probably an opportunity for you to create a new acronym that includes EDR, MDR, XDR, Enterprise Attack Surface Management, and Identity. If you can like shove that into a, like a Christmas stocking that we can like open on the 25th with a new acronym, that would be great. <laughs> so if you could start working on that, that'd be cool. Thanks. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually a no swipe. Got it. You know, it's funny as you're talking, and the thing that occurs to me is what's a security company supposed to do, right? So Nier and the Palo team completely kick ass on firewall and they're basically like, hey, what's next? And so they start looking around, right? Because the customer doesn't want 1187 different products, right? They want a platform, right? And so they go off and they try to buy stuff. And then CrowdStrike's like, yay, welcome, next gen, here we come, it's Endpoint. Everybody's like, this is great. What else are you gonna do for me, right? And I think we have a really schizophrenic marketplace because on one side, we're like, be awesome at the thing you're supposed to be awesome. And at the other side, we're like, security's too complicated. I don't want all these different piece parts having to come together and be managed. But we know that when people try to do 
too many things at once, it all falls apart and they end up with super weak tea on everything. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting and, it, and it, it doesn't change your swipe and it frankly doesn't change mine. I think they're going to do okay. But I'm just listening to you talk and you've been around a long time and you've got a lot of insight into the way the market develops. And as I'm listening to you as one of the most expert guys I know being like, damn it, stick to your knitting, right? And I'm like, shit, because we've always said that security was the one part of the IT buyer's journey where best of breed always went out, which makes it more complicated. And so... It feels like, as you're talking, reflecting on all the ones that have gone sideways, yeah, I guess it's always going to be that way. And maybe we have to sort of accept it's always going to be best of breed and wait for somebody to develop something that is not a sim, but fulfills the disappointing fulfillment so far of the sim marketplace that says the focus of that platform will be to only be a great platform. It will not start off as something else. Yeah, I think over time, we are going to see the pendulum swing back and forth. It's going to go to platform. It's going to go back to best of breed. And it's like this age old thing of do you insource or do you outsource? And the pendulum goes back and forth. And depending on market shifts or like what the news tells us, like what the news conditions us to to kind of think like, you know, there's times you're saying, you know, we, we really need quality. Like, let's insource this so we can control the output. And we're like, ah, that's too expensive. Like, IT is too expensive. We have to cut costs. So, like, then the move says, like, okay, IT budgets are shrinking. And, like, everything moves to outsourcing. And they're like, oh, that doesn't work. And then you come back in. I speculate it will be the same thing with security. It'll be like, oh, security is too hard in a best of breed model because you have to stitch everything together. Like, let's go to the platform. Be like, oh, that doesn't get the outcomes that we want. And so, like, let's go back. But, like, here's the thing, like, that I feel like is a trend that people haven't really captured is that, not going to say all security people, a lot of security leaders today, a lot, not all, a lot measure their organizational clout and their success in the job, like how much their organization trusts them by the size of their budget. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. So in the platform world, theoretically, platforms should be somewhat commoditizing some of these products and solutions in a way that you can get into a platform at a lower price point. And I don't think that's always the rule, but that's kind of the hope, right? So I think what's going to happen is in the course of oversimplifying security in a platform, like an all-in-one unified threat management, how's that going, by the way? you almost threaten the craft, right? And the amount of complexity that might be required in order to make it successful. And like, what I mean by that is like, we as security folks like some level of complexity to it because it provides a type of like artisanal component to like our craft. And if you make it too simple, it's almost like it's an insult to what we're trying to do because security is trying to be hard, right? Or security is supposed to be hard. And if you make it too simple, you start to bring into question of like whether you're actually doing it right or not. And whatever side you're on of that argument, there is market pressures that I think we would all agree to that exist in keeping things complex, keeping things best of breed, keeping, you know, chief information security officers evangelizing for budget. Like, think about, like, if you just go out on on the inner tubes and Google for, you know, get it, like, how to boost your security budget, how to maximize your security budget. Like, we have conditioned our security leaders that their measure of success is by how large their budget is. And 
if you read the undertones of like all of those articles is saying like, basically, if your organization trusts you and what you're doing, they will give you the budget that you need in order to, to do your job. And like, when I think about like all the people like we talk with that don't get their budget, they automatically default to like throwing their hands up and be like, my organization doesn't trust me. You know, they're like, I was screw it. I'm out of here. Like I'm not appreciated. And so I don't know. I agree with you. I think we're in a totally weird spot and there's like super weird market dynamics going on, but I think that the pendulum is going to go back and forth, whether it's platform or best of breed because of a whole bunch of like external forces. So what I'd suggest, I hear a new uh, episode in the offing, which is going to be great security leaders should not be judging themselves based on their budget because the really awesome one would spend like a cheese sandwich and have perfect protection, right? Ultimately, that should be the goal. And I think that we can take that on as an episode. Uh, to talk it through. Because I think what we've arrived at here is that you're still at the back of the chapel. We're going to see, you know, how they come down the aisle, watch them for a couple of years. I remain kind of fanboy about this because I know asset inventory is a pain in the ass <laughs> and being able to fill up a platform with it would be great. And I think that the, uh, I think the CrowdStrike team is, is pretty good at analytics. So I'm, I'm hopeful. So I'm still going to put the envelope on the table. Right, because I think I think it's a I think it'd be a pretty good match, but only time will tell. It's a fact. All right, so let's wrap this one. If you have enjoyed this episode, please share it, like it, uh, help spread the good word. If you need good, competent security help to make it easier and get you the outcomes that you're looking for, you can reach us at pwned at newharborsecurity.com or info at newharborsecurity.com, and we'll get you on the next episode.